Welcome to the Spurs Up Show, home of the best Gamecocks content on the internet. The following is brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. Go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to. $100. Price Picks is the simplest fantasy game on the market focused around prop total entries. You pick two to six players and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. Price Picks has no sharks, optimizers, or mass multi entry. It's literally just you against the projection. They also allow mixed sport entry. So, for example, you can take the over on LeBron, parlay with the under on Mahomes. They've got college sports, pro sports, literally anything and everything you can think of. They have got it over at Prize Picks. They also have a slick, easy to use mobile app, both on the App Store and Google Play. And they're rated 4.8 stars in the App Store with Rave. Review. So many fans and listeners of the Spurs Up Show have made tons of money with our friends at Prize Picks, and you should as well. So, again, go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Be sure to check them out and tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. Let's get it! We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. team previews continue we talk the auburn tigers and who better to help us break it down than a familiar face jake crane our weekly guest of crane and company he joins the show to talk all things auburn as they move into a new era of tigers football jake 
Appreciate you taking the time, man. I know this is not our normal setup or our normal time speaking, but I'm really, really excited for you to go back to your roots and talk Auburn and a, a course for us to continue to break down the SEC and, and talk about year one of Hugh Freeze. What's going on, my friend? Man, Chris, it's always fun to join you, my friend. And uh, yeah, man, look, it's uh, been nice to have some positive momentum on the planes and <laughs> I always say this while, while we cover everything and, and everybody and do it with a, you know, a non-biased lens. I've been in the business basically my whole life. Makes it easier when you know how the sausage is made. Uh, we're all fans of somebody. And to see what Hugh's done, he's the guy that, that I was clamoring for uh, even before Brian Harsman got the job, too, because I, I feel like, you know, he's hungry. He understands what he's in. And uh, when you see your, your professional life flash before your eyes the way that his did, and, and I know some people – think that maybe he shouldn't have got a second chance, um, but I do. But uh, you, we've already been able to see what he's doing off the field. Very interested to see how they do on the field because I think they could surprise some people have a pretty decent year. Now, before we look ahead, Jake, let's look back at the 2022 season, five and seven, two and six. No, we don't have to, Chris. We, we don't have to look back. No, we don't have to look back. Uh, again, it, it was much needed, though, that Auburn make the change. I mean, I think that's just yeah. simply put. Brian Harsh and that entire era, I know you've spoken on it, was a disaster, and really it was highlighted by the, I think it's a five-game losing streak from October the 1st to November the 5th, and obviously Brian Harson was already on the hot seat going in that season, but it was a no-brainer that it was time for Auburn to move on. Yeah, look, I, the, the thing I was I was most disappointed in was, you know, when Brian Harson got the job, and I always like to give new guys the benefit of the doubt, uh, I, I thought that, you know, his work ethic, was going to be the thing that that ultimately led to his success. And, and not saying that he didn't work hard in other areas, but the fact that you don't understand as a head coach in the SEC, when your two biggest rivals are, are Georgia and Alabama, two of the hardest working head coaches in recruiting, that you're just going to sit back and have your milk brought to you in recruiting like you've already arrived. I think he thought he arrived before he had gotten there. And this is the jungle. you got to go out and kill dinner. Like, this is the Sahara. Like this isn't this isn't Versailles with King Louis the Fifteenth. Oh, Betty's a cream, Betty's a cream. Bring me the berries. No, you gotta go out and hunt. Like that's what these guys. Nick Saban's the greatest of all time. He's out hunting right now. Right now. Woke up this morning. Went outside. Went to went to go get it. So that's the part that shocked me the most. Is that you know he wanted to talk about accountability and all this stuff and and culture and. Culture is super important, but you got to have the players too, buddy. So at, at the end of the day, you know, it just, I guess it wasn't a good fit because you, as the head coach, you got to be able to recruit. You got to go out there and want to do it. <laughs> now, Hugh Freeze, the Hugh Freeze era begins in Auburn. And obviously, you say that name, Jake, it moves the needle. One at Ole Miss Big, like you mentioned, went through the off the field stuff. Paid his dues a bit, if you will, but now he's back in the SEC. Going into year one of Hugh Freeze, just what's the vibe around Auburn's new head coach? Obviously, when you have a new head coach, there's the excitement of a new beginning. Would you say Auburn Nation is as fired up as you expected? Is there some is there some uh, skepticism from any any parties in Auburn? Like, what's the overall mood around Hugh Freeze going into his first season? Well, you know, I, I would say fan is short for fanatical. Right. And when the Brian Harson <laughs> when the Brian Harson thing happened with the boosters, you know, these people show up at Toomer's Corner, you know, like Brian's our guy, Brian's our guy, <laughs> uh, whatever. I was like, listen, when we when we start losing, those gonna be the same people mm -hmm. 
that, that are over at Tumor's Corner saying, fire Brian Harson, fire Brian Harson. And sure enough, it was. Then when Hugh Freeze gets hired, you have these people come out and say, man, he was a bad guy. Man, he's a bad guy. You can't hire him. He's a terrible guy. All of a sudden, Armin gets a couple four stars and some transfers. They think Hugh Freeze is the road to redemption, right? He's, he's, been, he's been baptized in the waters. He's fine now. It's just, it's hypocritical, but that's what fans do. <laughs> it needs to happen on the field, right? We all know that. But if you've kept track of football at all, you can kind of see and forecast and see the foreshadowing of at least a change to a little more excitement, a little more success, more recruiting success. Uh, so I, I think there is a lot of cautious optimism. Because look, it's like being in a relationship. Look, you're coming out of one you just got hurt, right? You had high hopes, went into it. Maybe this could be the one. Maybe it's not. You made a lot of promises. I'm going to be this. I'm going to do that for you. We're going to go out to eat at great places. Then all of a sudden, we're, we're sitting here eating $5 biggie bags every night and TV dinners, you know, watching Cartoon Network going to sleep. But now all of a sudden, you found somebody else. Could this be the one? It's going good. We're having date night every Friday night. You're taking care of me. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of cautious optimism, but it has to happen on the field. So let's first start, Jake, as we look at the 2023 Tigers. We'll start on the offensive side. And I feel like this is where the majority of the questions are. Peyton Thorne comes in from Michigan State, the quarterback, threw 19 touchdowns for the Spartans a season ago. But I was reading uh, one of the preseason magazines. They called him, Jake, serviceable. So I'm not sure he's that dynamic player under center. Robbie Ashford returns as well. Those two gentlemen will fight for the QB1 job. Uh, I'm not sure Ashford is the guy either. But it's a retooled offense through the transfer portal. That seems to be the theme around Auburn football going into season. They did a lot of work up front as well on the offensive line in the portal. You look at some of their key guys, Jarquez Hunter, Camden Brown on the outside, Nick Mardiner from Cincinnati. He transferred in tight end Rivaldo Fairweather coming in from FIU. And then, of course, the OC, Philip Montgomery, obviously in his first season, he'll bring that RPO spread scheme to Auburn. So just talk about the offensive side of the football for the Auburn Tigers, what you're expecting in year one. Man, to be honest with you, uh, when it comes to Hugh Freeze and the pieces that he's added, I, I was more worried about up front than anything, right? Because if you look at Hugh Freeze, I mean, the man beat Alabama with Bo Wallace. So when it comes down to quarterback-wise, and I think Ashford is going to be a guy you use in the red zone, a guy that, that they can package in there, uh, that can do multiple things. So I, I think Robbie's going to be a big part of this offense. And Peyton, serviceable? Oh, man, I'll take that. After the TJ <laughs> Finley situation, I would love that. That'd be great, please. That's all I ask. But you bring in uh, Avery Jones from ECU at center. You bring in the Brit kid. You bring in the two Tulsa kids. And, and you return a little bit up front to where you feel good enough, about as good as you felt as an Auburn fan about the offensive line. Out wide, you mentioned Camden Brown. You mentioned the transfers. You feel good about that. I think the tight end is going to have a chance to be really special. The kid from South Florida, the little scat back uh, jitterbug that, that uh, we brought in as well, I think is going to cause a lot of problems. For defenses, jet sweep action, bubble action on special teams as well. I think the biggest question is not offensively. I'm not worried about the Phil, Phil Montgomery. It's, I think what you're going to see is you're going to see the Hugh Freeze RPO base, you know, run to pass situation. But then Philip Montgomery is from that Baylor old school, different splits outside. You're going to get interesting combinations from the wide receivers. I think it's going to be a nice blend. You know what I'm saying? A nice little Pineapple Express situation going on uh, <laughs> when, when you mold the passing game and, and just 
the formations and the way you attack dividers defensively and things like that with the RPO uh, base system in the box and a little bit outside of the box right there on the edge of the box is, is the way I used to call it. But defensively, the pass rush, right? Mm-hmm. Back in, feel pretty good about it. Interior D-line, feel pretty good about it, especially getting the Justin Rogers kid over there. It's the pass rush. You brought in the McAllister kid from Vanderbilt. They love the freshman fall. I think he's going to be fantastic as well. Uh, and then you brought in Jalen McLeod from App State, who can be hell on third down. I think he can do it at the Power 5 SEC level consistently as well. So if they can get a pass rush, that to me is the, the whole shebang for Auburn. If the pass rush can get after it, I think this team can win eight. Yeah, moving Jake to the defensive side, new defensive coordinator Ron Roberts will try to fix a Tigers defense that ranked 97th in scoring, 96th in rushing, 59th in passing, 77th overall. So like you mentioned, and it really came down to, again, I think the pass rush, because as you mentioned, basically the entire secondary is back. All of your key pieces, Nehemiah Pritchett, DJ James on the outside, Zion Puckett, Keontae Scott in the back end, Marcus Harris returns up front to lead the pass rushers, and you've also added a trio of Power 5 transfers up front. So like you mentioned, it feels like that secondary is the strength. Pass rush up front is going to be the big question mark. Yeah, I think it's the third worst defense in the history. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Of Auburn, I mean, they couldn't pick a fat kid out of a health food store if they wanted to. Uh, but again, you know, Chris, you know this man, and, and your audience says this game's won and lost up front, right? It's won and lost up front. And uh, as the guy that coached DBs for a long time, my best friend was the D line coach and the guys in those rooms, in, in in that room. Just like if you know you're a skilled player, your best friend is the offensive line. So uh, this team and and depth. That, that's another thing, right? It's a battle of attrition. You hear this all the time. We talked about it with South Carolina. You know, you're worried on both sides of the ball a little bit up front. You lose Nichols at tackle there during the spring. You know, you look at Auburn, you, you're always a couple injuries away, right? But with the but with Auburn right now, you're a couple injuries away from disaster, from catastrophe. And that doesn't just affect, you know, the game, right? It, it affects how you practice. 
coach, if we lose this guy, like, I mean, does he need to go through inside drill? Can, can we get a legitimate practice in with these guys at certain spots? Are we going out there just trying to get through it? And then you're not prepped for the game. You hope older guys who have been through it, who understand how to get their body right and things like that are able to push through, but it affects so much. So it's the depth. Cause again, it's not just your starting five on the offensive line. It's not just your starting four or if you're running a three down, you're starting three with your jack or whatever the hell you call them uh, in that system. It's the guys you have behind them. Do you have eight up front? Do you have eight guys on the offensive line you can trust? Do you have eight up, seven or eight on the defensive line that you can trust? Or do you have guys that can kind of play, be hybrids and go both <laughs> ways? So that's the thing that worries me. And like many first-year coaches, Jake, depth is going to be the big question mark or one of the big question marks for Auburn this season. I'm a South Carolina guy, Jake. You know we're going to talk about special teams. Alex McPherson uh, taking over the kicking duties. He's the brother of Evan McPherson, who's a fantastic NFL player. Senior punter Oscar Chapman is back, was one of the best in the SEC. I think the big storyline on special teams, though, you mentioned you add Brian Batty from the transfer portal from USF. He was an All-American kick returner in 2021 so don't sleep on special teams in Auburn that could be a game changer this year yeah no special teams coordinator nine and a half years baby not worried (laughs) give me a McPherson an Australian at punter and a returner from South Florida good lord I'll take that in spades that's the that's the holy trinity of special teams I mean goodness gracious (laughs) there's cathedrals built in Scotland to that stuff (laughs) I love it. So, Jake, when you look at the overall outlook for Auburn, 11 starters return, three on the offensive side, eight on the defensive side. We've already talked about this is a team built very heavily off of the transfer portal. When you look at this schedule, you get UMass at home, at California, Sanford at home, then it really gets going. At Texas A&M for your SEC opener, Georgia is your SEC home opener, then you go to LSU, Ole Miss, Mississippi State, at Vandy, at Arkansas, New Mexico State, and Alabama at Jordan-Hare to close it out. How do you feel the 2023 schedule shakes out for Hugh Freeze and Auburn in his first season? Well, I, I always judge it as, as, you know, you got Bama and Georgia on the road, you got him at home. <laughs> uh, that's that's the thing you look at first. Obviously, going to LSU is tough. But look, Chris, I, I see eight and four. I think ceiling's nine and three. Uh, I think ceiling would be nine and three. You know, the ones that you look at outside of the obvious, you want to win everyone and treat everyone the same, but the the at AM, Arkansas, Ole Miss, Mississippi State, those those four right there. If you're able to win three of those four, or maybe even sweep it, then then I think the rest is gonna take care of itself. It's gonna be tough at LSU. I don't think they got the horses right now. I think they'll keep it close with Georgia. I know it is Carson Beck's first legitimate road game right, as a starter in, in a place in Jordan-Hare that we all know get real weird real quick. Uh, and then Bama comes to town at the end now. That one smells funny, Chris. I've been watching this rivalry for a long time. I'm not saying anything yet. Not making any predictions yet. But that one, I don't know. The, the spidey senses are – I'm going Toby Maguire over here. The spidey senses are off the chart right now when it comes to the Iron Bowl at home in Jordan-Hare, year one under Hugh Freeze. Uh, we'll see, man, but I, I think the schedule shakes out pretty well, non-conference-wise. Should be able to handle business against Cal and, and UMass and, and Stanford and then New Mexico State. So, uh, man, I, I really think 8-4 and four is a legit possibility. That's a great segue, Jake, into closing out. 8-4, and four, you said. My question was this. What are fair expectations for a year one of the Hugh Freeze era? And it sounds like, again, you think that – 
Auburn's going to be the surprise team of the SEC West. Let me ask you this. Again, fair expectations for year one, but what do you think is going to click to push Auburn to being that surprise team, get into that eight-win mark? Well, I, th- I think it's a couple things. I mean, you have to catch breaks, obviously, in this in this sport, especially on the injury front. But but during the game, I, I think that the veteran, you know, guys that were brought into the transfer portal, they're not going to be shocked. And, and I think there's been kind of a malaise in Auburn, and and maybe some guys that other teams don't look at Auburn the same way as as Auburn typically is. Uh, so you have the element of surprise, and then the chip on the shoulder. You know, year one, new coach. Nobody believes in us. There are all LSU and Alabama, and that's all you hear about. Uh, you're kind of sneaking under the radar a little bit. You have somewhat of a favorable schedule. Uh, but I think it's one of those things where, where you sneak attack somebody a little bit, win a couple you shouldn't. Uh, so I, I, it's multiple things, Chris. I just uh, At the end of the day, I look up front, right? And again, if the pass rush is solid, if it can just give you enough, I think they can go eight and four. Jake, when I look at the schedule, Georgia, Georgia and Bama at home at AM at LSU, you know, Ole Miss at home. What would you say if you had to pick one is going to be the signature upset for Hugh Freeze in year one? Man, um most likely, say, most likely we'll say I most say likely. Pick the game, I know you're gonna clip this most, no. and put it, so I'm, I'm not again. I, most I, I if you had to pick one, pretty, most likely. Most likely. If I had to pick one like shocker, I'm not gonna sit here and say, you know, right. So right now, okay, way too early bold prediction from Jake Crane. Let's pray. Yeah, yeah. But right now, <clears> I think Auburn wins the Iron Bowl. Okay. And I've heard multiple people say that. It seems like the trendy pick. Not saying you're going with the trend, but very well could happen. Freeze against Saban, man. I was going to ask, too, what forces Saban out first? The transfer port on NIL or the combination of Kirby Smart, Hugh Freeze, Brian Kelly, Josh Heupel, Shane Beamer, all these up-and-comers? I'm sure he's getting tired of that. Neither. Terry, that's who. (laughs) Terry. Terry's going to be the one. Jake Crane of Crane and Company again helping us break down the Auburn Tigers and our SEC team preview. Jake, thank you so much for doing this, my friend. Looking forward to a fantastic season and looking forward to chatting with you every single week on our show. Chris, it's always fun, buddy. You're one of the best in the business and uh, always down to uh, come on and chop it up with you, my friend. Chapman, welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.